Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome back. If you want to call us, we're at 877-474-3302. Marsha is on vacation for the next two weeks. Marco Liski, my friend, co-host at ABC, is joining me for the next two weeks. So any questions, tech questions, or anything you want to have, please feel free to call us. Uh, and let me welcome to the show Chris Breen. Uh, Chris, senior editor, did I do that right? Yeah. Okay, senior editor from Mac uh, World Magazine and is responsible for what's called the Total Snow Leopard Super Guide. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the, the Macs, and, and let's first do, if you've got the time to do this, let's talk about the Mac versus PC debate first, before we even get into Snow There's Leopard. There's a debate about Mac versus yeah. PC? I mean, I tell you, Mark and I were on the year for uh, for 10 years together, and we talked about this, I don't know, every week. Yeah. Where are we in that world now? Well, uh, Apple's market share is going up, um, mostly in laptops, which is good for people who like the Mac. Um as you know, Windows 7 is out, and uh, Microsoft is looking at that as an advantage that now they can kind of put Vista behind them and think people can finally come back to the PC because Windows 7 is great, unlike Vista, which they're not talking about anymore. <laughs> right. Who? What? Vista? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I've been using Windows 7 now for about, I guess, about two months. I got it before it was released, and I think it's fantastic. I mean, it, it is without a doubt the best operating system they've had. And um, But those Mac commercials are still great, where you see the commercial where the guy comes on and says, oh, yeah, this one we're not going to have those problems with, and they show that same <laughs> conversation. So, I mean, do you, and you said percentage-wise now, how much is Mac? Oh, they're still, you know, way down in the single percentile, So, but they've bumped up. To, I don't know, they're like 5.8 or 6 or something. When you look worldwide, it's a little a little larger than that. So you in a position to know, if you were going to walk out today and know that you now have Windows 7 and you have a Mac, which one do you buy? You know, I would buy a Mac, um, and not because I'm a, a slathering uh, fanboy, but because I actually use both operating systems, and I can buy a Mac that will run Windows natively. I cannot buy a PC that will run the Mac. True, true. That is a big issue. And and, and I understand, and although I haven't tried that, I have a MacBook, but I haven't tried running uh, Windows on it. It works fine? No issues? Yeah. it's You can do it two different ways. If you run the Mac using something called Boot Camp, mm-hmm. essentially you are running a PC because it's, it's all the same stuff inside. It's an Intel processor and a graphics chip. Um, or you can run it in a virtual environment. And back in the bad old days, you would run this under emulation. It was so slow that nobody had wanted to do it. Under virtualization, now that we're using Intel processors on the Mac, mm-hmm. it really is quite responsive. You don't want to do hardcore 3D gaming with it, but anything else you want to do is perfectly fine under that. And it's nearly transparent now where you can have Windows windows open plus Mac windows, and you can move stuff in between the two. Okay, let's talk about the new Mac operating system. It seems, how often now do we get a new operating system for Mac? Every couple of years? Yeah, it's every couple of years now. It used to be every 16 months, and they've slowed down. When they hit uh, Leopard, which is 10.5, they said, you know, we've really done a lot of work, and now we don't have to work quite so hard because we've got things pretty much the way we want them. The newest one is Snow Leopard, and that's 10.6, and that was, again, about a year and a half, and they haven't talked about the next one because this one has just come out. Mm-hmm. And so tell us, what is different between this Mac operating system and the last one? 
This is really, in a lot of ways, a forward-looking operating system. You know, every company, whether it's Microsoft or, or Apple, at some point has to look at their operating system and say, we need to change a bunch of stuff under the hood in order to take advantages of technological developments that are coming in the future. For the Mac, that is more powerful Intel processors. They want to go to 64-bit. And so at this point, when they came up with Snow Leopard, they said, you know, we're not going to put a lot of features on top of this, as we have done in the past, to try to get people to buy it. Rather, what we need to do is go under the hood, rip out the old engine, put a new one in, put a few new features in there, but then price this accordingly. So instead of 129 bucks, it's going to be $29. But moving forward, now we're going to be able to take care of um, a lot of technologies coming up, and the uh, system will be much more efficient. Now, I noticed that you have in your guide, in the Super Guide, uh, there's something called OS X Hidden Tools. What does that tell us? Well, we talk about the hidden tools, and really this is stuff that's happening under the hood. So one thing is happening is instead of 32-bit support, which is what we've had in the past, now we have 64-bit support. And that's important because under 32-bit, you can use up to 4 gigabytes of RAM, which seems like a perfectly reasonable amount unless you look five years ahead and then you really need a much more RAM. With 64-bit support, you can use up to 16 exabytes of RAM, and I have no idea how much that is, but it looks like... <laughs> yeah, Mark, do you know? Rather. You had a clue. It's, exabytes. it's like a Google or something, it's, right? Yeah, it's one of those... It's like an 11-year-old's made-up numbers, like a bajillion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so what they've provided developers with is something called Grand Central Dispatch, and this allows them a way to chunk up their applications into blocks of code that the processors can handle more efficiently. So that speeds things up. Currently, you're not seeing a lot of that except in the OS, but as it's rolled out to developers, we're going to see faster applications. Now, and then there's know, something called OpenCL, which is a technology that will allow the um, operating system to uh, take processes and throw them at the graphics processor instead of tasking it with a main processor, which, again, can speed up performance dramatically. Again, not happening yet, but it will. It's a tool in place for developers later. Now, you know, I, for years, the Mac world was na-na-na-na-na-na, your computer breaks down all the time, mine doesn't, blah-blah, and then you have your troubleshooting the OS X, uh, OS X uh, guide where are we in terms of viruses for the Mac? Um, does the operating system really not break down as, as nearly as often as Windows did and so on and so forth? I, I try not to be that, that guy, you know, that Mac guy you know. Right. When you have to apologize because you don't have a Mac because you know they're going to yell at you. <laughs> and I don't want to be that guy. But I will say as fairly as I can that at this point, Viruses are not a problem for the Mac. They continue to be for Windows. Malware is not a problem for the Mac. We have the occasional Trojan horse, just like Windows. So, But it requires that you go out and do something that you shouldn't do, like you've gone to a site, you've downloaded some software that maybe is a little funky, it's got something planted in it, you have to launch it, and then the bad thing happens. But we don't have the kind of replicating virus on the Mac that is on the PC. What about Safari? Now, there's Safari 4, which you guys talk about in the uh, the guide. I, you know, I'm still an, an Internet Explorer guy. I just can't get used to, um, you know, I'm old school. Do you like Safari, or how does that compare with Internet Explorer? Because you can use Safari on, on uh, PC. Yeah, you can use Safari on PCs. You're right. People get very attached to their browser because they understand how it works, and so it's a hard thing to make a jump. 
it's only when you've totally had it with your browser. And a lot of PC users who have had it with Internet Explorer jump to Firefox. They don't immediately mm-hmm. jump to Safari. Um, Safari is the one that ships with Mac, so most Mac users use it because it's there, and that's right. what you do. Um, I like Safari in a lot of ways. It's a pretty fast browser, but I dash back and forth between Firefox and Safari. I like Firefox because it's really configurable, just as it is on the PC. You can do a lot of stuff with it. But um, Apple has made real efforts to make it fast, to make it easy to use. They've got all the tab stuff in there. Um, you can also use it to manage RSS feeds, bookmarks. It's got good search in it. So it's a perfectly reasonable, good, fast browser. Okay, one, I want to go to a totally different topic as far as these operating systems because one of the biggest problems that Intel and, and Microsoft have faced uh, on the Microsoft operating side is the support of legacy devices and legacy software. A lot of people would not go near Vista because it can't run their old software and, and there aren't enough drivers for their hardware. How does Apple handle that kind of a situation? Generally, Apple gives you five to ten years to get on board. Um, what they have done with this latest operating system is this is one of those points where you have to trade up if you haven't. Up to now, you could run the Mac OS on either PowerPC processors, which is what Macs used in the past, or Intel processors. With 10.6, they said, you know, we've given you a good six years on this one. PowerPC is no longer supported, so you're end of the road. If you want to use a PowerPC machine, that's fine. You can continue to use your old stuff on it. But at this point, you're going to have to stick with 10.5. You can't go to 10.6. Developers are good about supporting both. So what they've done is they've offered uh, what we call universal applications that run both under Intel as well as under PowerPC. That's starting to change. Apple is now starting to ship some Intel-only applications. Adobe's been doing that with CS4 as well. So finally you get to the point where you're using these pro-level tools, and they say, well, you know, this application is costing you $1,200. We assume that maybe you have a Mac that was made in the last four years so that you can run this. Right. Now, what about stuff like scanners, printers? I Personally, I've got computers on my desk that run uh, Windows 7. I can run Vista, but then I have to run XP because Vista doesn't – my scanner won't work with Vista – I mean, there's a lot of problems like that that I've been running into, and I haven't tried it with a 7 yet. But how about Apple handling old devices like scanners and printers? They're pretty good about it. Um, scanners are the bane of everyone's existence. It doesn't matter <laughs> right. what platform you're on. Every couple of years you find yourself buying a new scanner because for some reason it doesn't work anymore, and maybe that's the manufacturer who hasn't up mm. the drivers because they want to sell you a new one. But at least they're cheap. Yeah. yeah, they're cheap. I mean, it didn't used to be, but now they're, yeah. I mean, I have a stack of USB scanners that don't work anymore. They're yeah, exactly. Chris, can you stay with drivers. us? Uh, we, we have to go to break in a second. Can you stay with us for a bit? You have Okay, that'd be great, because I want to talk to you. I, I want to ask if you have had a chance, because I now use the new Google phone, the, you know, alleged, this is the 47th iteration of iPhone killers. But this one seems to work, so I don't know if you had a chance to test that yet. Uh, I'll talk about it. All right, we'll talk about it because I, I want to talk iPhone versus this one because finally I got a phone I can use and it's on Verizon, which I like. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Chris Breen, uh, senior editor from Macworld, and uh, talking about the Total Snow Leopard Super Guide and the new phones. And when we come back, Mark is going to continue after that our conversation. So don't go away. You're listening to Computer and Technology Radio on WS Radio. We are the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. 
Buzz Aldrin, the second man to walk on the moon, flies again with WS Radio. Hi, this is Jack Warren, Senior VP for the WS Radio Networks, and on September 3rd, 2009, WS Radio made history by broadcasting from the only Zeppelin in the United States, high above the Southern California skies, and we launched a local station, WSRadioDC.com, the global voice of the nation's capital. We were privileged to have Buzz Aldrin join us for this historic broadcast using new wireless technology for Internet radio. We want to thank Mr. Aldrin for his service to our country and invite you to log on to buzzaldrin.com to purchase his New York Times best-selling book, Magnificent Desolation. His autobiography, which covers his incredible Apollo 11 journey to dealing with depression and alcoholism and his triumph over it. So go to buzzaldrin.com. That's buzzaldrin.com. Business owners, save up to 25% on your credit card processing fees now with no contract. This is Chris Merch, founder of WS Radio. Since we have dozens of shows to help you start and grow your business, I want to give you a quick business tip. You can easily save money on your credit card processing fees with no contract. I want to introduce you to Renee. She saved WS Radio over 25% in credit card processing fees. Over the years, we've processed hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit cards, and it's saved us thousands in fees. It only takes five minutes of your time to see if she can help. She'll give you the good news either way. She'll either save you money each month or let you know you have a good processor. Plus, she doesn't require a contract. Go month to month to see for yourself. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. At OnlineLabels.com, they're giving away 10 free sheets of shipping labels to eBay users with a feedback of 25 or more. With this exclusive offer, you can choose from one of five popular shipping label sizes that are compatible with eBay, PayPal, and U.S. Postal shipping systems. So if you're tired of taping postage to your boxes, visit OnlineLabels.com slash radio and claim your 10 sheets of shipping labels for free. Not only does OnlineLabels.com have shipping labels, they have over 140 popular label configurations available in 30 different label materials. Whether you're looking for address labels, CD labels, circle labels, or even the hard-to-find waterproof labels, they've got them. As a bonus, when you place an order with OnlineLabels.com, you'll get a free activation code for their exclusive online label software, Maestro Label Designer. Find the perfect label for your business at OnlineLabels.com, where buying and printing labels is as easy as click, print, stick. Improve your business today. Learn to do professional email marketing the right way with Captain Email. This is Chris Merch, president of WS Radio. For years, I've helped our WS Radio hosts, advertisers, and sponsors with their email marketing strategies. As a former Marine captain and an email marketing expert, I've created a new free club at CaptainEmail.com. Permission-based email marketing to your current customers with proven strategies to reach new prospects has positively impacted many of the businesses I've worked with. CaptainEmail.com includes resources to start and grow your email list, the top 10 email marketing tips, plus a free 60-day trial with no credit card required. From brick-and-mortar businesses to communicating with your Little League team, do email marketing the right way, professionally. How many times have you checked your email today? Log on to CaptainEmail.com, and thanks for listening to WS Radio. 
Buzz Aldrin, the second man to walk on the moon, flies again with WS Radio. Hi, this is Jack Warren, Senior VP for the WS Radio Networks, and on September 3rd, 2009, WS Radio made history by broadcasting from the only Zeppelin in the United States, high above the Southern California skies, and we launched a local station, WSRadioDC.com, the global voice of the nation's capital. We were privileged to have Buzz Aldrin join us for this historic broadcast using new wireless technology for Internet radio. We want to thank Mr. Aldrin for his service to our country and invite you to log on to buzzaldrin.com to purchase his New York Times best-selling book, Magnificent Desolation. His autobiography, which covers his incredible Apollo 11 journey to dealing with depression and alcoholism, and his triumph over it. So go to buzzaldrin.com. That's buzzaldrin.com. Social media. You have heard all the buzz and hype about social media, but with limited hours in the day, you still have not implemented your own social media marketing plan. I'm Angie Swartz, host of Twitter Talk Radio, and whether it is Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn, we are here to help you with all things social media. Log on right now to freesocialmedianewsletter.com and get my first of many tips about listening tools. You should be listening to what the public is saying about you, your company, your brand on social media sites. Then, on a regular basis, we will email you short, helpful tips to bring you up to speed on how social media can add to your bottom line. After all, isn't it that the bottom line? So take a deep breath, take a minute out of your busy day, and log on to freesocialmedianewsletter.com. Yes, it's absolutely free. That is freesocialmedianewsletter.com. freesocialmedianewsletter.com. Business owners, save up to 25% on your credit card processing fees now with no contract. This is Chris Merch, founder of WS Radio. Since we have dozens of shows to help you start and grow your business, I want to give you a quick business tip. You can easily save money on your credit card processing fees with no contract. I want to introduce you to Renee. She saved WS Radio over 25% in credit card processing fees. Over the years, we've processed hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit cards, and it's saved us thousands in fees. It only takes five minutes of your time to see if she can help. She'll give you the good news either way. She'll either save you money each month or let you know you have a good processor. Plus, she doesn't require a contract. Go month to month to see for yourself. Log on to CutCreditCardCost.com. That's CutCreditCardCost.com. It's your money. Why not keep more of it? Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Log on, listen, and learn. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back. Marsha is on vacation. She is off to London tonight, in fact. Uh, and Marco Liski, my good friend and former co-host, is co-hosting with me in the next two weeks. Mark, welcome back. It's Thank you very much. Delighted to have you with me. And we are, uh, again, if you want to call us, 877-473-4, Hello. Uh, and Mark's talking about building a computer. So we started a little bit earlier in the show, and if you missed it, listen to the archive. Uh, we left off, I think, at... at 
cooling device. I talked right? about CPUs, Intel and AMD are your choices. Then you got to cool the CPU, either air or water. You can do water cooling. Everybody gets nervous; it's going to leak. They're, right. They're they're advanced now. They're they're great. They cost more. Air a fan is five to a hundred bucks. Water a hundred to four hundred bucks. So you can cool your CPU. The more you cool the CPU, the higher you can crank up the speed and get more performance out of your machine. So water is great for the high end. And is it actually water or is it a it's liquid? It's water with a preservative in it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Actually, there are some machines that fill, fill the entire case of the machine with a certain oil. Wow. So it's like a, it's like a, uh, an aquarium, mm-hmm. where it, and it completely dissipates all the heat, but it makes me nervous. Do the fishers, do, now, see, now you no got something. No fish, you get a clear case, you let no the fish, fish run through. No fish. All right, we got CPUs, we got uh, CPU coolers. Got to pick a motherboard. And again, when you go to and a great place is Newegg.com. They don't mm-hmm. pay me to say that. I just use them. It's a great site. N e w e g. Yeah, it is a great site. You look at all the reviews, all the prices, but reviews are very important. So you're going to pick a motherboard. Now you got to decide what's your processor because it's the chip, uh, the the uh, socket for the chip determines which motherboard you're going to get. Um, Intel has their set. AMD has their set. Interesting thing is the Intel motherboards, now the chip you paid a lot more for, mm-hmm. the motherboards happen to be more. They go from 100 to about $500, where the AMD motherboards, for I don't know what reason, are a lot less expensive, 80 to about 170 And you got names like EVGA, ASUS, MSI, Intel, DFI, Gigabyte. Um, uh, for the Intel side, AMD, you'll see mostly MSI, ASUS, Biostar, and Gigabyte. Well, wait, but you're saying to me that the same manufacturer yep. puts one in an Intel processor, and it's $500, yep. and may use a similar one in, a, yep. in an AMD for yeah. $200. Yeah, I, I, I don't quite okay, understand myself, but that's, yeah, the, the price ranges for motherboards. So what we're heading at is if you really want to save some money for the super high-end machine, mm-hmm. go with AMD. But if mm-hmm. you want the really best of the best performance, Intel still really okay. is it. So if money's not an object, you do that. Okay. Cases, that's purely um, your own personal uh desires what you want the thing to look like cases go anywhere from 30 to about this is the case for the whole computer right 30 to about 500 dollars for a case okay a lot of them come with power supplies i don't really recommend it usually you don't get a very good power supply and that's the next topic what's the power supply you need for your right. machine the machines are drawing a lot of power now we're putting big hard drives in them i have multiple one and a half terabyte drives in my machines um the the uh, motherboard and CPU are pulling a lot of power, especially the CPU, up to 125 watts of power just for the CPU now. And then you've got your DVD drive and then the video card. The video cards use a tremendous amount of power, so they'll need two power plugs. So power supply is important. They go anywhere, believe it or not, from 15 bucks up to about uh, 500 to $600. And what wattage do you recommend and how do okay. you decide? The low end, you're going to get 350 watts. It's fine if you have a little bitty processor with one hard drive and motherboard uh, video card. You run a high-end machine, I would say get six to 700-watt power supply and get a good one because some of them say they're six or 700, so you want to read the reviews and make sure it really is a good power supply. And you're going to pay up to upwards of $500. You can get a 1,200-watt power supply, about $500. Um, you can get a really, really good power supply for 100 to 200 so that, that's going to uh, be determined by what you're running in your computer, how many hard drives, which CPU, which your video card is. You may even have multiple video cards. Mm-hmm. All right, then you want memory. And we were talking earlier a little bit about 32 versus 64-bit. Uh, the new machines, everybody's running 64-bit. Now you can have a lot more memory, and you're seeing machines with 8 to 16 gigabyte 
I wouldn't build a machine these days with less than maybe four to six, and I'd probably go around the eight uh, eight gigabyte mark, and that's going to cost you. Uh, memory uh, varies a lot. One gig of memory could cost you as little as twenty bucks. An eight gig on a very high end machine, you're going to look at about two hundred fifty dollars for eight gig. Now we have to, and I have to stop you there because if because we've had this conversation a million times. When we started on the air. Uh, memory was a thousand dollars a gig. Am I remembering that correctly? I remember paying six hundred dollars for sixteen k. Right. Of Apple memory. And you had at one time because we tested this. IBM made a little mini. Was it a hard drive? Yeah, they still make a mo. It's about a one and a half inch hard drive. Uh, they make one and four gig hard drives. Yeah. And I think at the time you've been listening one... to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. The future of radio is on the internet, and WS Radio is leading the way. The internet has continued to grow at an impressive rate, and Web 2.0 is expanding into automobiles, allowing drivers to be able to listen to internet radio through voice activation. WS Radio has been broadcasting since 2001, growing to over 120 shows, and we're now franchising. Set up your own local internet radio station in your city or town anywhere across the nation. Headquartered in San Diego, WS Radio has set up remote studios all over the world, from Australia to England. Our franchising model provides turnkey solutions and back-end production by our highly trained WS Radio staff. From setting up the station to sales training, we'll help you every step of the way. Learn more. Log on to www.bestinternetfranchise.com. That's bestinternetfranchise.com. Own your own local internet radio station. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Log on, listen, and learn. 